0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite coworker Robert Kowalski. How are you doing this fine afternoon, Robert?
1: Ali, I'm doing fine. Thanks so much, boy. Uh, you know, week eleven—just when you think you got everything figured out, these dogs just keep barking.
0: Yeah, you know me. I love underdogs. I said on Monday, I went ten and three against the spread last week. Ended up going. Eleven and three Monday night Commanders. I did pick them to cover. I thought there could be a weird thing that they would happen that they would upset because that's why I take the underdog in (laughs) division rivalry games.
1: No doubt about it, boy. The things get weird. I was looking at the halftime numbers and I'm like, wait, how many third downs did they convert on? What's the time of possession of this game? Am I am I in the upside down world?
0: I think I had a double take because there was a graphic at one point that showed Washington <laughs> having a time of possession of like 30 minutes, and I think the Eagles had seven minutes. Yes,
1: right.
0: And I was like, man, well, <laughs> let's move on to the next primetime game that we have, and that's tomorrow. We have a good game against, uh, I should say, in Thursday night football, and that's the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Pack- Packers. If Mike McCarthy wasn't a bonehead and decided to kick a field goal on fourth and fourth, I would say this would be one of the more lackluster games. But it feels, Robert, like there's a sense of confidence behind pa- Packers backers again. It's amazing how one win and one fluky win can just turn, pro- turn perspective on an entire team. So before we get into that and why, what are the odds right now for Thursday night's game?
1: Great, Allie. Yes, yeah, so I opened up the Packers. About eh, almost the the end, it was probably you know right around halftime of the Sunday night football game. And we opened up the Packers two, uh, got immediately bet, like immediately up to two and a half. And then by the next morning, Monday morning, I was at three. Went all the way up as high as three and a half, and now we're all sitting at three, uh, minus 120 to uh to lay that three. The total is 41. That hasn't moved.
0: I am not surprised that the Packers are favored in this game and what I'm looking at the amount of money coming in on the Packers, because if this is one of the biggest overreactions to what happened in week 10, this is it. I just wrote about in my blog, I, I foreshadowed my pick, which I'll just say right now, I, I love backing the Titans with the points right here, but green Bay is not a good team. They got away with a fluky performance by Christian Watson who, despite catching those three touchdown catches for I believe 107 yards, he also dropped two should be easy catches. He's not that, he's still a young guy. I don't wanna say he's a bust. He did have a spectacular game. Don't expect that after him again. But the main reason why I'm on the Titans so much is their run game, and that's Derrick Henry. The Packers do not have a good run defense. We just saw the Cowboys and Tony Pollard run all over them. We saw Saquon Barkley run all over them in London a few weeks ago. We saw, we've saw we seen time after time the Packers' defense just get run upon. They've also lost Gary for the year. So that's a big hole in that linebacking core. For me, this was a no-brainer, Robert. I jumped right on my pick on taking the Titans plus three. I think also people underestimate the Titans defense, even without Harold Landry to start the year. They've been playing shutdown, particularly against the run. They allowed the least the second least most rushing yards to opposing opposing teams this year. I'm all over the Titans. How about you?
1: Yeah, you see, this one's this one's a head scratcher. I, I said it at two. And I, I think everyone's just reacting to what they just saw. That's right. exactly what I feel is right. You know, Allie, there, there's honestly. I have Tennessee simply as a better team here. Uh, and even with Green Bay's home field advantage, it's it's still too many points. So, uh, there, you know, there's, there's an outside chance Green Bay steals the win. But uh, I'll be glad to, you know, grab three points here with the Tennessee Titans as well.
0: Totally. And I wrote that. I wrote exactly that when I made my picks. If Green Bay wins, I'm not going to be shocked. But Green Bay isn't winning by that many points. I think this is going to be a nail biter that comes down to the end. Very low-scoring game. You mentioned the total. I would be all over the under, I believe, at 41 right there. I think that this is a grind fest. I think we see a lot of Derrick Henry, a lot of long drives, similar to what the the Niners did against the Chargers on Monday, on a Sunday night. Same thing, Washington just pounding the ball, running the time out of the clock. For me, this is, like I said, This, like you said, this is just too many points to lay. The Titans are a better team they're first in their division. Let's not forget too, Robert. Since since they lost back-to-back games to start the season, they lost against the Giants, then they got blown out by the Bills, but they're 6 and 1 since that since that blowout. And their one loss came courtesy of the Kansas City Chiefs by only a field goal. And that's when Malik Willis has to play. I for one will admit that I was wrong. I think the Titans are an underrated team and I think the Titans are the right the right side to be on here.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you one bit, you know, from, if you're looking for an update right here today on our podcast with the injuries uh, you know, there, there's a few to look at that came across early this morning that made me feel pretty comfortable with our number Uh, two cornerbacks uh, one Caleb far uh, Farley on Tennessee. He's going to be out uh, obviously uh, Elton Jenkins on green Bay. He's going to be questionable. Let's see here. Randall Cobb, He's upgraded, uh, but, you know, we're looking at the cornerbacks. Green Bay's uh, Eric Stokes is going to be out. So, you know, th- there's going to be, obviously, you know, injuries every single week. I don't see anything that really stood out that made me want to change my number. Uh, Randy Bullock is going to be questionable, obviously. Uh, you know, Tennessee's kicker. They'll have to watch him and progress. Who knows who you know what, what they'll end up doing there. But, uh, Ali, I think you kind of, you know, hit this one square. Uh, Tennessee owns the running game they've been incredible basically the last month and a half uh, and, and to grab three points regardless of whether they're home or on the road even in Green Bay I, I think it's pretty appetizing
0: I also before we move out to the next game want to point out in any other season Robert if you told me oh the Titans are going to stop the run they're going to stop Aaron Jones they're going to stop AJ Dillon they're going to force Aaron Rodgers to throw any other season I've would been like good Let's force him to throw. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to carve up that defense. Not this year. If you force Aaron Rodgers to throw, he's going to make mistakes. We saw when the Lions up them, upset them a few weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers just threw interception after interception in that game. He He's not the same quarterback as he was in the past, whether it's because his offensive line has been ineffective or he doesn't have the same caliber of receivers. You could debate that all day, but the bottom line is when Aaron Rodgers has been forced to throw this year so far, the the outcome is not good. All right, let's move on to the next game. Sorry if our CEO is listening to that. because He probably won't be happy that we're siding against his team. But anyway, let's move on to the next game, which should be a very good game. And I know a lot of people were scratching their heads when they saw the spread on this. So I won't give anything away, but this is the Cowboys and the Vikings. So, Robert, what is the spread currently on this game?
1: You're absolutely right, Allie. This one is a little weird, and people might be wondering. Out in the world, a team that has one loss and hosting uh, catch points, home dog on a Sunday afternoon. The Minnesota Vikings are, in fact, underdogs. Cowboys, one and a half points, the favorite, the total 47 and a half, Allie.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the the games where when people have to question the spread, I go with what the minority does. And I'm back in the Cowboys. I hate to say it because I'm a Giants fan, but I think the Cowboys win this game outright and they cover the Vikings are coming off a hard-fought overtime win in Buffalo against the Bills. One of my favorite bets is I love fading teams that are coming off their quote-unquote Super Bowl win. That was the biggest game the Vikings could have won the season, and they just did. I'm not going to be shocked at all if the Vikings fall flat. We saw we saw also the the Bills still had a good defensive performance in that game. The score was a little high, but you got to take into account Josh Allen threw two costly interceptions. He also fumbled in the end zone which resulted in a touchdown. So that doesn't go against the defense. Now they got to play the Cowboys who the Cowboys despite giving up 30 plus points to the Packers, they still have one of the elite defenses in this league. I think they clamped down not only on the running game in Dalvin Cook but I think between Trayvon Diggs and the secondary, they shut down Justin Jefferson. The last time Justin Jefferson was covered by an elite elite cornerback was against the Eagles and Darius Slay. And Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions throwing to him. The Bills still are without Tadarius White. They don't have a great secondary. They're better, the better part of their defense is their front seven. So for me, this is I'm on the Cowboys all day. How about you, Robert?
1: I also will be with you. Here I, I just have Dallas. I mean, look, we're we're splitting almost hairs, uh, but I do have Dallas positioned higher mm-hmm. uh, in my own personal ranks than Minnesota, not by much. Uh, and so, you know, this one basically uh, take you know putting them on a neutral field. Uh, I'd have Dallas pretty much right at this number. So if you figure Minnesota does get a little bit of an advantage, uh, this like Allie, this one's going to be really really darn close. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas does win this one by one. There's a, there's a very very small possibility here that uh, Minnesota does get the cover and lose, uh, but chances are with a spread this tiny, uh, Dallas wins and does cover. So um, you you're, you absolutely nailed your analysis there. Minnesota is really really just so so much better than we have than we ever expected, and you know obviously here. You know, they moved from Buffalo, and now they're playing Dallas at home. Really, really incredibly tough scre- strength of schedule. Uh, lots to be said about you know what Minnesota's already done, but I, I simply think Dallas has far, far better talent than I think they get the win here.
0: Totally agree with you. So we're two for two to start off the day. I always love that. Let's move on to a rematch of a Thursday night game earlier in the year, and we have two division rivals going up against each other. The Chiefs and the Chargers, Robert, what are we looking at here for odds?
1: Kansas City on the road here in L.A. I opened up Kansas City a nice seven. Uh, And uh I got the first bite was to come, you know, and, and bet the dog. So now it's sitting six and a half. The total hasn't changed. It's 49 and a half. So six and a half, 49 and a half.
0: Well, I would say my first lean on that game is the over it. The chargers don't have a good defense. Kansas city really doesn't have a good defense. They're especially weak against the run. So expect Austin Eckler to have a bounce back game after not doing well against the 49ers. So I definitely am all over the over on that one. Number two, it's just too many points for me for me to lay with the chiefs. I'm going to side with the home team. Again, I just said why I like backing big, big underdogs when it's a division rivalry game, I think the Chargers have just had a lot of bad breaks to start the season. Do we know, Robert, are we going to expect Keenan Allen or Mike Williams back this week?
1: Right, good question. So in terms of the Chargers injuries, I see Keenan Allen on the questionable list. Obviously, his hamstring is still wonky. And uh, I, I've always said this, you know, you, you pull your hamstring, you're not coming back in two weeks. Heck, you're not coming back in four weeks. Hamstring-
0: Unless you're Kadarius Toning. Tony. <laughs>
1: It's an eight week in- I'm sorry. it's an eight week injury, and it it just simply uh, it takes time. So he's uh, you know, at this point, he's listed as questionable uh, to play against Kansas City as far as Mike Williams. He's gonna be out. That's for certain. He's out indefinitely. So uh, I you know this is this is a weird one, but i'm I'm siding with you. I think that Kansas City is definitely has a weak spot for running uh, run defense. that's actually what uh, the Chargers have been leaning on in Eckler's uh his pretty violent style he's he's catching you know as many receptions as he can from the backfield and when he's not doing that, handoffs pitchouts have been pretty darn successful for him pretty much from week three on. so uh home dog here, plus six and a half uh, more appetizing than laying the points with Kansas City.
0: Totally agree with that one. Let's move on to the Eagles and the Colts. Many thought the Eagles would still be undefeated going up against Indianapolis. They're not. So the 72 Dolphins must have had their toes after the game on Monday night. But nevertheless, what are we looking at for the odds here, Robert?
1: Yeah, right after the Monday night game, Philly resets and goes into Indianapolis. This one opened up big. Uh, And by big, I mean, (laughs) I opened this up Monday morning, uh, and then not knowing the result of what would happen against Washington, I opened up the Eagles as ten, um, and then obviously that got adjusted pretty significantly, got bet down to seven and a half, seven, and now at its current number alley, Philadelphia Eagles six and a half in the total forty-four.
0: I think we're getting. Such good value with the Eagles right here. I think again, this is an overreaction to the Eagles losing what I would I'd like to say is a trap game on Monday night. I think the Eagles are a thousand times superior team than the Colts. The Colts still are not a good team, despite beating the team we will not name on this broadcast on, on <laughs> Sunday. They they, they they it just seemed like they would win against the Raiders. I hate to say it. I sided with them, but it's one thing to face a two and seven Raiders team and then to go up against an Eagles team that's eight and one and definitely could easily be nine and nine and oh if there was a face mask at the end of that game, but we won't get into that. I, I'm all over the Eagles. I don't have that much else to say. I think the Eagles are just gonna run up the score. It's gonna show why Jeff Saturday probably belongs back in the ESPN analyst booth for this game. I'm all over the Eagles. How about you, Robert?
1: So, you know, I I see the result, and and you know, first wanted to play in and and figure out just just where do these two teams belong, right? And and that six and a half is definitely uh, way too low in in my opinion. I think that the Eagles do get the win and cover here. A couple of reasons, um, you know, the Colts defense, you know, as as light as they were, only get worse now. Darius Leonard is going to be out for the season. Uh, he was, you know, called upon, you know, to play the linebacker position and pick up a hundred plus tackles. Well, the season's already over with his back injury. Matt Ryan has been named starter, so we'll we'll take that out of the equation and and know that Ellinger is not going to play. So Saturday's chosen Ryan, and he's going to probably see Matt Ryan for the rest of the season. On the Eagles side, A.J. Brown he kind of disappeared pretty much for the entire game. He gets got an ankle injury. He's now probable to play. Uh, And Dallas Goddard is out probably for a long time uh, on the IR hurt his shoulder. So they wanted to go and test uh, Tyree Jackson. Uh, And he also has a knee injury. So, I mean, look, it's, it's a long, long gap between Goddard and Tyree Jackson. Uh, So they may need to switch their game plan uh, a little bit and not include uh, tight ends as a target. Uh, That being said, I still think that the Eagles are vastly superior here, despite being on the road. I think they do cover the game by a touchdown or more, alleys.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I don't think there's much else to say here. This is definitely an overreaction compared to the Eagles' loss combined with the Colts' win. It's something definitely to consider. So I would totally back the Eagles on this one and the under two. I just don't see the Colts scoring in this game that much. I know Jonathan Taylor had a bounce back game against the Raiders last week, but I think the Eagles do a pretty good job containing the run. They did it. They did a decent job against Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. It just kept like, it felt like they just kept chipping away, chipping away, getting a third and one. I think they do bounce back in this game. I love bat. I love backing superior teams coming off a loss. So Eagles for me. All right. The last game that I want to highlight, of course, is my New York Giants. And we are going up against the Detroit Lions, which, Robert, I mean, we're a game out of first place. So let's not sleep on the division here. But what are the odds, nevertheless, for this game?
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. I opened up the Giants four, took a little bit of money on the dog. And so now it's sitting at it. The, The classic three. So the Giants at home. Seven and two New York Giants at home. Three point favorites. Uh the total 45. Eh, some 44 and a half, but it's 45 pretty much everywhere, Allie.
0: So I've done a pretty good job picking either for or against the Lions this year. Robert and I belong to Sharp Rank. We're members. And if you look at me, the last few games I'm four and zero oh when either backing or going against the Lions in the previous four weeks. This one, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna just Full disclaimer, I'm going to put my bias aside, but I like the Giants in this game to cover. I think the Lions, they just tend to blow the game when even when they're up. What do the Giants do best? They come back and they cover. We've seen it time after time again against the Titans. We've seen it against the Jaguars. We saw it against the Packers. I think the Giants are a better coach team, and that's one of the biggest cues. I don't think Brian DeBall is nearly as reckless as you can see Dan Campbell. I think between Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, they're going to take advantage of the Lions allowing the most points in the league to opposing both running backs and quarterbacks. I don't think it matters that our receiving core is still depleted. I really like the 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 Giants in this game and also on the defense as well. We've been playing shutdown defense for the past few weeks. I know it might not reflect in every game, but we can create turnovers. And Jared Goff is a master at throwing interceptions. So for me, I know it might be tempting to take the Lions because they have done a good job covering and actually getting back-to-back upsets. But this is the Giants week. What do you think, Robert?
1: It's going to be the Giants week once again. I, I don't think that there's going to be – I mean, at this point, the body of work states exactly that, right? I mean, I'm not going to call uh, Giants, you know, as a top 10 team. That, that I can't do. But I do know that the Lions are definitely a bottom team, bottom 10 team, if if not even more. Uh, it's really not much to talk about from the injury report perspective. Uh, you know, we, we kind of know already what the Giants are and what they're capable of despite all the injuries. Three points, it's a pretty solid number. Uh, I believe they do get the win. If they get the win here, they're going to cover Ali. I don't think we've disagreed on any picks.
0: No, I wonder if that's good or bad. <laughs> but no, these are five games I feel very strongly about. I don't just, I'm not just highlighting them because they are very good matchups. When I was making my picks yesterday and looking at the spread, I did feel very good about all my picks. There would be it would take a major in, in uh, injury to change any of those. So these are probably going to wind up in my five bets bets column that you will read on Friday when I release it. Maybe I'll throw one or two of the other ones in. But let's go. Let's rapid fire. Let's move on to the rapid fire round. So, Robert, Bears and Falcons. What do we have?
1: Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons hosting the Bears right now, Atlanta minus three in the total forty nine and a half.
0: So this is another case where I've seen everyone jump on the bears and it's because Justin Fields has been leading in fantasy every week since he had his breakout game against the Patriots. I'm going the other way. I love going against the public and I'm siding with the Falcons on this one. The Falcons have had 10 days rest between when they lost on Thursday night. I actually think they match up very well against the bears. The bears are not a good team. Even though Justin Fields has been doing wonders running the ball, he hasn't been great passing The Bears' defense has been atrocious still. They've allowed 30-plus points in I don't know how many consecutive games. I think the Falcons bounce back on this one. They are at home. They do have home field advantage. Playing in a dome, they're not going to have to deal with the weather that otherwise you would get in Chicago. I think they run the ball behind Tyler Aguirre and Cordero Patterson a ton. I think their defense steps up. They do a very good job guarding in the secondary. I think that they're going to take away the pass of Justin Fields, make him run. And I think it's time that people, that defenses, especially with the Falcons for sitting for 10 days between this game, they're going to map up schemes to stop Justin Fields on the ground. You take away his legs, The, the bears are probably one of the, one of the five worst teams in the league, the Falcons, even though they haven't had the early season success as they were covering against the spread, I think this is a good bounce back game for them. So I'm going to go against the public and take Atlanta minus three. How about you, Robert? It's an
1: interesting perspective, right? Because we're taking a look at a dog and uh, you know, the, the talk of course is now of Justin Fields and how he's been, well, uh, I don't know Coming out party—I guess we could call it a, a number of things. What I do want to call it is exactly what I thought he was coming out of college: a uh, a really dynamic quarterback that obviously didn't have much to throw to, right. and there really wasn't much surrounding him to help. But Allie, he's he's right on par with Lamar Jackson. I really, I really feel that there's a very similar skill set.
0: Really, wow!
1: Not only that, incredibly fast, he's he's able to beat other cornerbacks, you know, sprinting down the line. And and what I'm seeing right now is really, really fantastic. It's just a golden age of quarterbacks. I am taking three points here. I think that the 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 quarterback that is Justin Fields, ha- we still haven't even seen yet what he's capable of. And we won't be until he gets even more wide receivers and other talent to throw to Uh, Claypool's a great start and it goes up from there. I will take the three points here with Chicago.
0: See, call me a Justin Fields hater. And I watched him in college. I just, I don't see the Lamar Jackson comparison. I know people are saying, well, he runs and this and that Lamar Jackson, when Lamar Jackson came out that year, he won the MVP, his first season. He was electric from the beginning. Not only could he do stuff with his legs though, Robert, he could pass with his arm. I'm not seeing that with Justin Fields. I know he hasn't had the best receivers. He had Allen Robinson last year, which, you know, we look at Allen Robinson now and he gets a pass. on that. But Darnell Mooney isn't a bad receiver. Cole Komet isn't a bad tight end. He has Chase Claypool now. I still am not buying into Justin Fields. I need to see more out of his arm. I need to see when defenses force him to throw. And the past two weeks, he's played two of the worst defenses in the league. He's played the Detroit Lions and he's played the Miami Dolphins two of the worst defenses not saying Atlanta is much better they're actually pretty weak against the run but if you've had 10 days to game plan you better be ready to stop Justin Fields I think Atlanta will be ready I think that when Justin Fields is not playing at home he's not as good I I'm just gonna say I I love the Falcons in this matchup I know everyone's gonna be jumping on the Bears. They get, ten, they get three points with Justin Fields. I think finally the Bears come back to earth. Hey, I, I'd love to be proven wrong because I have Justin Fields starting in my fantasy team this week. But I, I, I'm strong on the Falcons for this one. Okay, you're going,
1: you're going to win your fantasy game, by the way. I'll just lay that out.
0: <laughs> I hope so. If if I don't win my fantasy week as Justin Fields, I'm going to have a reaction like you had on Monday. To the Not as bad because it's only losing one week, but still all right let's move on to the surprise team from monday night the commanders going up against the texans robert what are we looking at here
1: yeah exactly washington now on the road five and five they literally could have everyone in the nfc east make a playoff spot uh commanders three and minus 120 the total 40 and a half alley
0: yeah i'm going against the commanders now i like i said went with the vikings i love 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 backing uh, fading teams that are coming off their quote unquote super bowl win defeating the undefeated Philly uh, Philly, sorry, defeating the undefeated Eagles in Philadelphia was their super bowl win of the season. It got them back to 500. It got them back in the playoff race. Now everything gets washed this week. Maybe they beat the Texans, but I think it's a close game. You look at, you look at uh, two weeks ago or was it three weeks ago when they beat the Colts by only one point, they came within the Vikings to cover. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think Damian Pierce is going to run all over the commanders. I was surprised that the Eagles didn't use Miles Sanders really at all until the second half. Right, I think right. he didn't take advantage of the run game. But I think that the Texans will pound the ball with Damian Pierce. So I'm back in the Texans here. How about you, Robert?
1: I actually will take the commanders. I, I, I will lay the three, and I think they get the win. Uh, news latest right now is Chase Young is now upgraded to Probable Sunday versus Houston. Mm-hmm. That's only going to spell even handsome. more of a problem. And I actually do think that, I mean, I think I've seen enough of Houston throughout the year and especially after seeing what the Giants did hosting the Houston Texans. Uh, I think I know exactly what we're expecting here. I do think Washington does pick up the win here and I mean, it's it, it just keeps rolling. Taylor he has got this team moving. I doubted I'm not going to doubt anymore though.
0: Well, all good things come to an end eventually. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to back the Titans. All right, let's move on to the Panthers and the Ravens. We got Baker Mayfield back. What are we looking at, Robert?
1: Yeah, exactly. Baker Mayfield will be starting this game and so as we look at the spread, this one open and it's still the same way. The Ravens a 12-point favorite in the total 42.
0: I never thought I would say it, but I actually think the Panthers are a worse team with Baker Mayfield as quarterback than P.J. Walker. Can't believe I'm saying it, but that's how I feel. I actually don't think 12 and a half points is enough to lay with the Ravens. I think this is a pure blowout. I know Mark Andrews probably still isn't back this week. I don't think it matters. I think Lamar Jackson runs all over the Panthers. I think Baker Baker Mayfield just makes mistake after mistake. I don't even want to go that deep into it, but I think this is a blowout. I'm taking the Ravens. How about you?
1: I agree. Yeah. Mark Andrews, by the way, is probably is upgraded. Okay, so he's going to play probable a few days ago. Uh, so that's his current status right now. And with no PJ Walker, uh, I, I think they get significantly worse. I don't think Carolina cracks 10 points. Heck, they might not crack seven points. So I think Ravens in a route as well.
0: Yep, and definitely the under I am going with on that one as well. Let's move on to the Jets and the Patriots, a rematch from a few weeks ago. Robert, what are we looking at?
1: Yeah, boy, oh boy, this one is, uh got quite a bit of movement. But right now, as we opened up the Patriots four, it got bounced down to three. Now it's three and a half in the total, 37 and a half. Very low.
0: I So it's a very, very low total. And I would have to say that I'm going to agree with the low total and take the under here. I think these are two teams that don't trust their quarterback. The Jets don't trust Zach Wilson, and the Patriots don't entirely trust Mac Jones. I think this is a run a run game on both sides. I think you're going to see the combination of James Robinson and Michael Carter for the Jets a lot. I think you're going to see Ramaji P- Stevenson for the Patriots a lot. I think this is going to be a grinded-out game. In that case, I'm going to side with, I'm going to get the points with the Jets. Patriots beat them earlier in the year when the Patriots were favored. Patriots are favored again, but I think the Jets at least cover on this one. How about you, Robert?
1: Great take. You're absolutely right. And Alley with a team that's won six of their nine uh, to get three points, even if it is in New England. I mean, it's literally just a bus ride up north. This isn't isn't too far of a trip. Division game, uh, catching three points here definitely is the right idea.
0: All right, let's move on to two teams in turmoil, the Rams and the Saints, Robert.
1: Yeah, uh, LA, Scott, boy, did they sell their soul. Uh, The team that uh, they're playing is the Saints. We opened up the Saints three. I actually thought I'd get pushback on a three, and no, it went the other way. So the Saints are now a four-point favorite uh, with a total 39. Obviously, the big one here, uh, Cooper Cup will not be playing.
0: I, I know Cooper Cup's not playing. I know Matt Stafford probably won't be back this week. There's no way, after seeing what the Saints have done the past few weeks, that I could ever lay points with the Saints the, at least that high, even more than a field goal. I'm gonna back the Rams on this one. I st- I know John Wolford didn't have a good game. If he plays in set in front of Matt Stafford this week, I think he does have a better a better week with practice. Again, Matt Stafford didn't go into concussion protocol until, I believe, Thursday last week. Didn't give Wolford a lot of time to work with the first team. Cooper Cup is a big loss, but I think Allen Robinson finally steps up and has a good game. I think they utilize the run game in this one. Also, when you compare the coaching, I'll take Sean McVay over Dennis Allen any day of the week. I just need to watch Andy Dalton throw a few interceptions. I'm going to take the points with the Rams. How about you, Robert?
1: That's a great point, actually, Allie. You're right. There's really not much that we can point to the saints. I mean, they're, they're three and seven and their body of work has showed that they're really not that good at home when they're faced up with the defense as capable as the Rams are. Uh, so grabbing four points here, I would probably side with you as well.
0: All right. How about the Browns and the bills, Robert, what are we looking at?
1: Yeah. So the Cleveland Browns right now, they're, you know, they're actually starting to practice, uh, uh Deshaun Watson quite a bit and so that's not going to happen just yet we really the big news here is is the status of Josh Allen Buffalo opened nine down to eight and a half and now eight with a total 41.
0: Yeah I'm actually going to side with the Browns I know they let me down last week against the Dolphins but I think that Josh Allen if the Bills are smart they'll sit Josh Allen this game let him get healthy he hasn't looked 100 percent in the past few weeks I don't think he's still a hundred percent in that case. I'm going to jump on the high number early this week. Cause I think once you hear that case Keenum is probably going to start from, if he does, then I, then, then I still think that I think the point spread will come down, jump on the high spread as it is. I think that the Browns will run the ball a lot behind Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt. I think that even if they don't win, even if Josh Allen doesn't play, that's just too much of a number to lay against a team that's been struggling. I'm going to take the points with the Browns. How about you, Robert?
1: As long as they don't stay, just, dis- you know, don't look at distractions and know that, you know, come week 13, you're getting a new quarterback. Just do what you do and do it well. Uh, and that's run the ball. I think if they can run the ball and control, control, uh, control the line of scrimmage like they typically do, uh, I-, I do think that they'll be able to stay inside of that double digit area and cover the spread. So Ali, uh, I don't know if we disagreed on really much of anything today.
0: No, we just had the Bears and the Commanders game we disagreed on. <laughs> so let's move on to the team that shall not be named against the Broncos. Robert, what are we looking at here?
1: All these Denver Broncos. You know, it's it's just an odd, odd state of affairs where I, I really, really am starting to think that it was Russ Wilson and, and how he basically turned the, the, the Seattle Seahawks into a, a pretty – Huge pile of demise. Uh, that being said, they are a uh, actually two and a half. Some threes out there even already. The total 41 as hosts. Two and a half, 41 and a half.
0: Man, this is just one game, Robert. I have no idea who to back on this one because both teams are just pure garbage in that case when I have two garbage teams I just got to take the points. so I hate to say it but I'm gonna take the points with your with the team that shall not be named the Raiders how about you Uh,
1: I'm gonna go and completely go off the rails and say of course lay the points I love home favorites yay yes definitely lay it here
0: I know you're never going to back that team again the entire rest of the year. I can't
1: speak another thing about this game.
0: All right, we'll just move (laughs) right on. All right, how about the Bengals and the Steelers, Robert? What are we looking at? That's
1: right, though. So this one's actually pretty cool. I I thought that we had the line set correctly when I opened it four. Uh, It got bounced up a little, but we're back down to four. Uh, So Bengals, four points the better. Uh, In Pittsburgh, the total, 41.
0: I'm going to ride I'm going to ride the the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been playing very well as of late. They they upset the Buccaneers a few weeks ago. They lost pretty handily to the Eagles. They had a nice win against the Saints. It looks like they're coming together. I'm going to take the points against a Cincinnati squad that I still don't think is the same on offense without Jamar Chase. I think Mike Tomlin is a very good coach even if the Steelers don't win. I think that especially at home they stay within the, the point spread so i'm back in the steelers on this one how about you robert
1: yeah it's a great great point I, I there's so much of joe mixon that you could throw in and i don't know if t higgins uh you know can behave as as a as a wide receiver one so uh, i'm agreeing with you here again pittsburgh uh, as a home dog here uh, catching four I, I think they keep it close uh with an outside shot of a win here uh, no chase for, for the Bengals, again, it, it's definitely a different look. They will get better, and I think Cincinnati will be positioned very well for a championship run. But until Chase comes back, I, I, I don't like their prospects.
0: I totally agree with you. All right, let's move on to the final game of the week, and that is the Monday night game, the 49ers and the Cardinals. Probably at the beginning of the year, everyone would have circled this game as one of the better games to watch. It's probably going to be a dud. Spoiler alert. But nevertheless, Robert, <laughs> what's the spread here?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's really funny because we're, you know, the two teams, at least from a win-loss perspective, it's not that far off. But the, the Niners are the one that kind of, you know, righted the ship, at least in, in terms of their trajectory. Uh, the Niners and Cardinals will be playing a neutral field game on Monday. Now, this game is going to be at Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. And the Niners are already up to an eight-point favorite in the total 43 and a half.
0: And I know that's a very tough area to play. I know every time that they have a soccer match there, it's hard to breathe. There's a lot of altitude, but in the field's not great. But nevertheless, I'm, I, I just got a side with the Niners. I didn't even look twice at the spread. I think the Cardinals are up in shambles. They don't have Zach Ertz anymore. He's probably done for the season. They had to release Eno Benjamins and just rely on James Conner. I think that this team, even though they beat the Rams last week, I think they are far inferior to the, to the Niners. I don't think this game's close. I think the Niners, they, I, I think Arizona struggles to score the entire game, to be honest with you. I think the the Niners, it's basically Christian McCaffrey, do what you can with the ball. And I think the Niners win comfortably in this one. How about you, Robert?
1: Yeah, I I, I do believe that they pick up the win. Uh, the spread probably is not too much of a concern either. I mean, it looks, looks like possibly Marquise Brown might come back. For the game but there's so many other question marks that it really uh you know it, it cancels everything out uh matt prater you know the, you know we don't know if he's going to be able to kick kyler murray really the most important thing uh you know he injured his hamstring and here we are with hamstring injuries again if he can't be mobile then you could forget about any kind of uh, of a performance from his perspective so you could stop right there and yeah ali you're absolutely right Zach Ertz out for the year with his knee injury so They're not going to be able to rely on his large, large mitts to pull in any kind of receptions. It doesn't look likely that Arizona is going to pick up the win. And I think San Francisco does get the cover here in Mexico.
0: Totally agree with you. I think, Robert, this is this is a podcast where we agreed more than any other time before. Isn't that something?
1: I surrender to you, Ali. I like every pick that you make. I no longer am going in this with any kind of vested interest, especially any survivor pools. What you said? You wanted to talk about a survivor pool pick? Sure. Let's give <laughs> a survivor pool. Let's pick. go,
0: Robert. What do you? What, what advice do you have?
1: <laughs> For those of you that still remain in survivor pools here in week eleven, I congratulate you because you're probably one of just a handful of people that probably are still alive. We talked a little bit right around the middle of our segment about the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions at seven and two. The Giants definitely have everything in their favor to win another home game here. Uh, The three points is a tiny spread, but it's late, and there's probably not many choices left for you. If you are banking and and saving one of those teams uh, with a large point spread like, say, Baltimore or maybe Kansas City, absolutely, there's nothing here to even listen to any further. You can go ahead and punch that number. But if they're all gone, New York Giants definitely uh, my pick here to survive and move on uh, with a win in week number 11.
0: Totally agree. I think the Giants are the play this week. If you want to if you want to take the commanders, I think that might be a good week, even though I like the Texans to cover commanders might be a good pick for you going against the worst team in the league. I also think that if you really if you sell the bills, obviously you take the bills. But another team to maybe take a shot with, if if you're really not, if you're really, really stretching for, for someone to back, is I would take a chance at the Steelers. We mentioned how the Bengals just really aren't playing well lately. It is a division game. The Steelers beat the Bengals earlier this season, so that might be a sleeper pick to take as well. All right, we are out of time, unfortunately, for today. This was a great episode. I really had a lot of fun talking with you, Robert. But before we sign off, Robert, any last words of advice or any thoughts for the audience?
1: Allie of, of uh, as is everything right now, injuries pile up constantly and so continue to you know track everything know that you know especially when you look into the key injuries, a quarterback uh you know these will really really start to fluctuate a number as you see with Josh Allen and Buffalo so, Keep abreast of all the information. Know that when the opening line comes out, that's probably when it's at its most volatile. Uh, Just continue to get the news and you get it from where you know you're going to get it uh, because these injuries pile up. They change the line pretty significantly in the time that we talked about. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens as a 12-point favorite, as I'm looking right now, it's already up to 13. It's as if they're listening to us in some sort of live format, (laughs) We know that's not quite possible. In any case, line movement happens early when the line gets posted late Sunday night, early Monday, and then, of course, as news continues to get out. So monitor uh, your 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 local news in any way that you can, and you'll find line movement happen just as that news produces itself. It's just uh, a, a way of how the market makes itself.
0: Totally, and I'll follow up with that by saying just watch out for overreactions. Just because the Packers. Had a nice win against the Cowboys just because the Commanders gave the Eagles their first win. Just don't jump on the bandwagon. It's not always there. There's a reason why the Packers still are four and six. There's a reason why the Commanders are still in last place in the NFC East. Just be wary of public reactions, knee-jerk reactions. A lot of times the spreads affect that, and they also affect when a team loses like the Eagles going up against the Colts. Robert said, if the Eagles win that game, the spread's probably around nine or ten. They lost. It's at six and a half. Jump on the value right there. So that's my bit of advice for you guys today. But we are out of time. Robert and I will be back Monday to recap everything. Hopefully our picks are just as good as they were last week. And hopefully... If you do, (laughs) I hate to say it, but if you do listen to us, hopefully it pans out. I will have my best bets blog on Friday. You could check out right now my Thursday night football best bets. I recap why I like the Titans and the under. And Robert will have his power rankings coming out later today as well. So be sure to check those out too. All right, everyone. Take care.